Hello everyone and welcome back to EastEnders Weekly, your weekly podcast that you may hear this week is all about illness. Oh yeah, we're, we're not... both ill-ish. Well, well I, you gave it to me, <laughs> you caught it from um, someone, someone. <laughs> yeah. who Ben, who did you catch it from? Um, Ruby. How mysterious, <laughs> yeah, and uh, then I caught it from you yes. because you just trolled around the house coughing and spluttering on anything that had a surface. Yeah, so our voices are affected which is a bit of an issue for a podcast, mm, yeah. um, so you may hear some strange edits on this episode. <laughs> there's coughing that needs to be edited out so well our main our main problem seems to be at the moment that our throats seem to be making really weird gurgling noises mm. while we're just doing nothing at all so yeah, there may be some odd edits but don't feel sorry for us because it's only a cold and because <laughs> no it just sounds worse because it's audio only it's, i don't it's think it sounds that bad actually through my thank god it's not video <laughs> i'm looking pretty good it's you looking yeah. in your joggers there you look terrible you're you're letting the you're letting the side down ben well i'm audio doesn't matter i can wear whatever i want <laughs> Get away with audio, can you? I'll wear mixed um, dress, pink dressing gowns. You've got a face for audio. <laughs> yeah, and a voice for television. Um, so, no, we are talking about EastEnders. Oh, of course Again. we are. We're still on EastEnders. Um, and we'll be discussing the episodes that are broadcast between the 25th of February and the 1st of March. I'm Alex, by the way. You are, and I am Ben, the host. Apparently. <laughs> so, um, first up, we've got like a mini half storyline with the Ahmed sisters which sort of rolls into the Ruby storyline so we're going to be talking about that first because they've got their big event at Wolford East yeah they finally the, the promo night mm. um, Stacey sent Ruby a text to wish her luck good luck Ruby on promo night <laughs> yeah she's putting herself out there mm. we still don't really know what the promo night's themes are or anything well, to she do. seems to do like paparazzi themes because like there was like a photo bit when you walked in you get your photo taken with her Wolford East background. Yeah, there was a VIP area. Yeah, there was like a red carpet. But Ian's done that before in Wolford East, remember? Because Kim was um, invited to V. This was before she announced that she was pregnant. Oh, yeah. And uh, she went into a VIP. She had her own VIP area. That's when slept with that woman and he got drunk and revealed that she was pregnant. Yes, but it's okay now. We don't even need to worry about that story anymore (laughs) because him and Denise are no longer together. No. Because she had wet shirt. Yeah, well, yeah, straight again, another night, another flirting occasion for Kush to try it on because she, him and Ikra had a few love eyes over yeah. there. They're the obviously going to get them two together, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, he's got a thing for the masseuse, hasn't he? Mm. Or the Ahmeds, I should say. Yeah, Shabnam. What will Shab- Shabnam say? Mm. We learned quite a few bits about the Ahmed sisters, though, about their story, their secrets. It was revealed that it was um, an arranged marriage that they're running away from. Ikra was the one that a marriage was arranged for mm. and she ran away from it after all the planning could be done. So they're trying to get the money up together to pay back their father um, as a way of be forgiven, I suppose. Mm. Um, so there must be a bit more to this, I think, I hope. Because it's kind of like when they announce like a Muslim sisters are coming in and they have a secret. The first thing you think of is, oh, I hope they don't do an arranged marriage. Like That's like such a cliche storyline. So I'm hoping there's a bit more to it. Yeah, like a few more twists and turns. I mean, at the end of the episode, when we, Ikra spoke to Ruby, there was a hint that perhaps there was some link between Ruby's story and Ikra. Yeah, and like violence, because mm. Kathy said to Ikra and Habiba, "Oh, be a bit nicer to Ruby." Yeah, she's had a bit of a hard time. Yeah. She had been attacked. Attacked. That's what she yeah. said. She didn't say anything else. So they're taking the word attacked like domestic abuse maybe or something like yeah, that or just attacked in you know in the street but mm. yeah so you could link it perhaps maybe Ikra Ikra's husband-to-be or family even may have been a bit a bit violent yeah, toward something. her or and Habiba but um yeah you saw a slightly kind of side to Ikra because she's been quite bitchy 
I mean, she's the feisty one, isn't she? she? She's the one who is looking after both her and Habiba, or likes to think she is the one looking well, after. Well, yeah, you think that. The Ronnie then, character, some might say. Yeah, but then Habiba said to her, you know, the whole reason we're in this mess is because of you, and the whole reason I left our family is because of you. Mm. So it's kind of... Habiba is the uh, leaning post, I guess, for Ikra, and she's happy to support her. Mm. Um, she's, I mean, she didn't have to go, as you said, she didn't have to go with Ikra. She chose to go with Ikra. So she's obviously got that very strong bond that's the the two sisters between them. But it's strange, like if they're trying to like stay hidden from their family, surely Masood like might just say because they're family, wouldn't he say, "Oh, Ikra and Habiba are at, at looking after my restaurant to like his uncle or whatever." Yeah, but they were really, very good. At they were really hiding. panicked, weren't they? Because they had a photo, they had a photo posted on social media by Ruby, which initially gave Ruby the sack, mm. but didn't last too long. <laughs> um, and they were worried, as you said, the family were going to see it online and um, but yeah it d- doesn't really make much sense i would have thought masood would have got in touch but then i suppose i suppose masood's got a quite a strange relationship yeah, I guess. strained relationship he's like a hippie on the in a mm. band now doesn't he but also he's had so much shame come to his family that perhaps he's yeah, just decided to best. cut all well he's just decided to cut all ties with them mm. um and because he was as surprised as any to see ikra and habiba and i suppose maybe that's why ikra and habiba had gone to masood because masood's always seen as the rebellious as you said the loner yeah, maybe they knew that they could get away with it with not him. get away with it but maybe he or would not get back a kindred to the family spirit. Yeah. it would be a kindred spirit that he would be on the same page as them mm. but and um, that's all we really saw from this week i guess until the aunt and uncle come back, there's not much more they can really do with these two characters rather than little bits and pieces. Yeah, now. I mean, their intro hasn't really been much of a bang, has it, since this was meant to be one of the big Kate Oates I know, intros. her only original characters. Yeah, and, it, and we were really looking forward to them coming in. And yeah, they had a good week last week, but again, nothing really of substance. And this yeah. week, they've just kind of fizzled on. Mm. So a bit I do like them, though. I like them. I'd be interested in their stories, but at the moment, they just seem to be... Mm. I think that's why they need the aunt and uncle now, just to mm. something else to bounce off of. But it's a shame like Adam hasn't popped over to like to say hello or something. Yeah, Adam and uh, Adam has been in the episode this week. Yeah, because they have a little hint of him being mean again. Yeah, mean to uh, Honey. So um, I wonder if Habiba and Ikra know his mean side. Like, there's loads of little things. But that that's we don't it. Know, there's a secret there? there, isn't there? I think we said that last week. Mm. There's a secret there which um could come out that Ikra and Habiba know about Adam. So. Yeah, there's yeah. there's more to them. It's just mm. that they're not. You think that with a new original character, there'd be a bit more of a bang to introduce them. Yeah, I guess. Not but really. Slow happened. and steady. It's, it's good. Wins the they, race. They, they've introduced themselves to loads of characters. Like last week, they introduced to Bernadette, and this week they had a little bit with Karen, mm. showing a bit of a softer, nice side. So they had a great scene with Kathy. Yeah, yeah we have to talk about drunk Kathy drunk before Kathy. we move on. <laughs> she got she got wrecked. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Kathy that drunk before ever. No, I mean she let down she all can't her, hold her drink anymore, can she? Well, I don't think she coming up to seventy cares. To be honest with you, she just wanted to let it all yeah. go. And she told him about Bobby being a killer, mm-hmm. but you know, you sometimes you just got to get over it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? She said she was the managing director or something. Oh the yeah, that was of funny. the restaurant. Yeah. And it was funny that Ikra and Habiba thought like whatever money they made, they were just going to keep as well. That was like, odd that too. Doesn't work. Yeah, because they knew they were a partnership with Ian Beale. Mm. So um, yeah, that made really little sense. It's very funny. And like, who's cooking? Like, she made a Beale burger. How does Ikra know how to make a Beale burger? But they're running. Well, 
I suppose it's, it's a burger, isn't it? I don't know if there's much more know. art to it, it had than that. Had onion ring on it. Had a bit of like triple bacon. Had loads of things in it. She I... goes, "Here's the Bill Burger." It's like, how do you know what Bill Burger is, Ikra? Mm, I was, I Did imagine... she get the recipe from Calf? I doubt it. She's probably just bought it from three six six three and blooming got it frozen in bags yeah. just to send to the freezer. Um, so carrying on from the storyline is obviously during the event, Ruby took a real big. You know, speaking of twists and turns that we're hoping that Kate Oates brings to this, this is a big twist and turn that Ruby got, like, arrested during her event. Yeah, really surprised by yeah. this. I was really impressed. It's it... good, though. The way this storyline is taken is really interesting. Mm. Coming from me, who wanted her axed before she even arrived, it's, like, one of the best storylines at the mm. moment, I it's think. It's being handled really well. I mean, to begin with, it was just being rushed. It was going to be another Shaquille story. It was just going to be pushed. Mm. And well, it was gonna... a bit like... um. Like we've said before, it's like a public announcement storyline. Yeah. Like it didn't really have any depth to it. Like, but now they've shown all these different sides to it because someone's accused her of sexual assault. Yeah, that's right. So there's a there's a different side to the story now that someone is accusing Ruby of the same crime Ruby has accused someone mm. else of. And I mean, his point is as valid as hers, really, because mm. he felt that she had pressured him to be in a, a coupling with her, not just have you know a sexual relationship it was a sexual relationship but it was a it was a full relationship yeah. as well and he felt like he was in trouble and he'd be fired uh, from the job with her if he didn't com- and he was comply fired. and he <laughs> was fired after ultimately when they broke up yeah. and she insisted that it was because his work wasn't very good but then if that was the case she should have fired him before, before they broke yeah. up so it is really interesting because yeah. she then sort of sees it the other way around like oh maybe what ross because ross in ross's eyes that's exactly how he felt to Ruby, is how Ruby now feels to Blake. She didn't think she did anything mm. wrong. And I guess Ross thought he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it was just flirting and it was implied that he would be okay mm. to go forward. This is the consent again, isn't it? And it's such a fine... There's so many areas it of is. consent. There's no black and white answer. And there's um like there's obviously something going on with Ruby because before... When this all happened, she almost came on to Billy and he kept saying no to her. Mm. And she was like putting herself on him until I can't remember who walked in on them. But, it, um, I think it was Stacy. Billy had called Stacy. Yeah, or, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that weird thing where she's pushing herself and then she's being a bit strange with Jay. Like, she, like he called out to her and she walked past him and ignored him. And then the next day he said, I called out to you. She said, no, you didn't. Yeah. It's like, but he did. So I don't know what... And you would have missed that. But then no. I suppose Ruby is always in her own thoughts, isn't she? Mm. Ruby's still... I mean, the centre of the universe in Ruby's head is herself still, isn't it? I mean, not to be horrible to Ruby, but she is quite a self-contained person. Mm. You and... just wonder, like, what... Maybe they're going to look into how her upbringing with, like, her father and the other sister was, like, the favourite mm. and Ruby was always second, like... How maybe they're gonna her. maybe that's like some yeah. psych- psychological thing but i mean billy warned jay again this week and, and said to him at the chip shop that i'm not surprised this happened because shirley had seen ruby talking to blake yes blake's the man who accused her of the assault the mm. sexual assault and his girlfriend was the one who yeah helped him helped him see it so you don't know what the girlfriend's like true like, but then a, yeah. also if it's if it's a female saying to a male that yes this sounds this sounds yeah. like you were used in mm. some in one way or another then it, it almost adds more a bit more strength and gravitas to his his allegation you said throughout the story of you know the ruby's consent um that stacy has almost been a little bit too loud to fight for her corner and isn't accept or willing to let in anyone else's point of view mm. um and again it, you didn't really see the conversation with stacy and ruby after ruby had the encounter with blake but no. stacy sort of just automatically 
accepted what Ruby was saying. Mm. She said, no, of course you didn't do that. But then when it was the other way around, when it was Ruby saying Ross did this, she was like, yeah, of course he did do it. Yeah. So that was interesting. It's a bit of a shame they haven't like got Martin's opinion on there it. There was a scene with Martin yeah, today. But uh, he was like being week. overly nice to Ruby, well, he like was, a mate, Yeah. I hope. He, well, he, he Nothing kind of, more. Yeah, well, hopefully. He kind of made out that he supported Ruby and that he felt a bit like he felt a bit sorry for her I guess and that this new allegation that's come forward has hit her hard and Mm. she needs to reassess her own thoughts and feelings so Mm. again Martin was quite right to really mention that I mean you sorry to quickly touch on something you just said about Martin and Ruby only being friends Mm. but I noticed that they seem to be making a big deal of of Stacey and Martin being very happy together again (laughs) and it's obvious that that seems to be something that they're now I hope not. Honestly, we know Lacey Turner's pregnant, so yeah. she needs to leave for like eight months to a year. So I hope they don't break them up, Martin and Stacey, and he gets a Ruby. But I think Ruby made the right decision by telling Jay that her head's too messed up and she's not ready for a relationship because she has. No, Jay told Ruby that. No, Ruby said, "I'm too messed up. I is. I don't. I'm not ready for a relationship." That's what she said to him, um, outside the Vic, and that was the last thing we saw of them. So I think she knows that. I right thought decision. Jay said to her that he's he split with her because that's what caused Ruby then to go home and phone the police and drop the allegations against. Mm, but that's when they met Ross. in the cafe and he had the flowers and then they were outside and she said, "My head's way too messed up. Yeah, I'm not ready yeah. for a relationship." But but then Jay but but then Jay said, "Well, why? Because you were you were happy before." And then Ruby was like, "Well, I, I, what are you saying?" And then Jay said to Ruby that you're blowing hot and cold one minute you want to be together with me next minute you don't and perhaps I think I feel like you're pushing me away and don't know what you want so I think Jay ultimately was the one who said to Ruby yeah I see even blurred lines here yeah you see who ended it with who (laughs) yeah I do I think that Jay ultimately was the one who ended it okay I saw it that Ruby did so that's weird no there you go so that's it everything in so many grey areas (laughs) it's too tricky but um I think it's right for her to have like a break on her love life because this is all a bit much and she was going to yeah. drop the case with Ross, but then the woman in charge of the case, like the social the, the services, kind of social she, worker, wasn't she it? did one of those stories that we... I mean, social workers, I, I, I suppose the only way you get the job as a social worker nowadays is if you have some kind of relation to the department you, you want to be yourself. part of. Yeah, I mean, it happened with Hayley only a few mm, months ago. With that social worker. With that yeah. social worker, because she lived for it too. And so this social worker yeah. said that she had mm. been attacked. Quickly touching point, I found it interesting that the social worker said to Ruby, you know, you deserve to put this forward and you should keep it forward. But then, like, Blake has dropped the charges, so is his, mm. like, social worker coming to tell him and say, no, you sh- you should carry on with this? Like, He's got a story. I mean? He's got a story. I remember working in an office once. Yeah, this so, woman like, approached me. It's kind of, like, pushed aside, like, oh, Blake's dropped his charges, but that's okay, but you shouldn't drop his no, charges. No, I know. That annoyed me, too, because, as I said earlier, alluded to earlier, Blake's allegation is just as valid, valid as Ruby's in to Blake and Blake's girlfriend and maybe people who he put it forward to. Mm. Um, so it, it seemed like, oh, this is a victory for Ruby, but it's a bit shallow. What about Blake? What about Blake? Oh, we've only met him once. <laughs> I think we should do a little but, section um, about Blake soon. He might, it might come back up. There's so many, obviously Kate Oates has taken the story and twisted it and mm. added loads of twists and turns, which is great, which we love and things we don't see coming and yeah. not announced. So yeah, I'm sure he'll come back into it all. 
Okay, I mean, it was a wonderful happened. surprise. This when because none of us knew it was building up to it no. either. There was no spoilers for this. They even showed CCTV of her being re- interviewed in the police room. Oh, that Who was fun. Who knew it was going to happen? <laughs> but, the, but the fact that the, because when the police were knocking on the door at the beginning of the week, you just thought, oh, it had something to do with the case. And then this whole new yeah can of worms, new thread. Yeah. So it is exciting. It's become like one of the top storylines of the week for me. So. Mm. There you go. What a turnaround. Yeah. Who'd have thought it? Um, so next up, we have got another part in Julia's legacy. So enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to the number one segment on EastEnders Weekly of our ongoing series of Julia's Legacy. Yes, and we must start off by just saying that we may have skipped a few Julia's Legacies in respect that they had a special... Someone made a comment. Yeah, they had a special themed ending, but that doesn't mean we won't go back to it for a special episode. We have said this. Oh, we we're have. not forgetting Peggy and we're not forgetting Pat. No, don't worry. And we're, we're not forgetting Emily Sande's exit <laughs> <laughs> on the 2015 live week. Not forgetting that. Emily Sande? Well, her song was used. That's oh, right. Why that's you, why it's not counted. You baffled me for a second and I genuinely thought the singer-songwriter <laughs> Emily Sande was a character. You <laughs> no. No. But we're doing it, an ongoing series where we're looking at every single episode that has used a Julia's theme. Mm. So this week it's four exits but and they... one of these exits we've already discussed so that's interesting charlie slater we have we've probably... he was on a train last time <laughs> when he gave his when he almost got <laughs> the door closed in his face <laughs> yeah. they've all got a kind of common link as well because the beginning the first julie's legacy almost starts stories that all end by the time yeah, the last funny. Of they're all four. like all of the episodes we watched had the, the same sort of stories going through the them, story arc went all Shabnam the way. Basically, and um, Kush. Yeah, and also Dino and the mm. uh, rape and story. Scene, yeah. But also Dino and Shabnam. Mm. So it was all that was obviously their stories. It's very well thing. written, you see. It goes th- goes through the whole year. Dominic Treadwell Collins years. That's right. So the first one is the twenty second of May two thousand and fifteen. Very mm. current. And this is Cat and Alfie leaving. Oh no! I'm not going to see them ever again. I know. I must remember though to go to the DVLA website and see if the number plate A one five ALF is available because I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I've not seen it on any other vehicle recently. No. <laughs> so yeah, we said goodbye to Cat and Alfie. It kind of has been taken away because we know obviously they returned last year. So it kind of took some of the magic away. And there's so many plot holes from the episode no. from now. Like Alfie's worrying about his brain tumour. Mm. He doesn't want to tell Kat. And they've won lots of money on the lottery. With a scratch card, wasn't it? He, he yeah. won a million pounds. And um, they've left like a year's worth of rent for Stacey. And there's loads of things that were said. And while we're watching it, it was like, oh God, 2018 really did like undo everything mm. here. Because we also had red water after this as well. Well, the nun arrived before they left and wanted to have a little word with Cat before she left. But mm. before she had a chance, Cat had already got in the car and gone with Tommy and the twins and all everyone waving goodbye to them. Mm. So the nun didn't really get a chance to tell her the secret, the big secret that we were later revealed in Redwater, the mm. wonderful spin-off series that is now available on Netflix. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Big Mo came back for like a guest appearance because this is when... Big Mo never officially left EastEnders, but mm. she came in like 
every now and then, and this is one of hers where she we met Fat Elvis for the first time. Yeah, well, he's, he's got married. He made her an honest woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, where's what happened to that? It was probably a fake wedding, though. To be fair, I don't think they really need to write around that, do they? Probably for tax purposes. Mm. But that was nice meeting Fat Elvis after all these years. Yeah, it's nice to put a face to a name. But yeah, it was an okay episode. But like I say, the because of 2018, it kind of ruins any Alfie and Cat magic for me. But also, not just 2018. Later on, when we do the third of the lineup, <laughs> oh, yeah. it also ruins any Cat. Yeah, cause and it, Alfie's back. Yeah, so it undoes any stories that we've learnt here in what the next eight months. Mm. So eight months from to, from this episode, the 22nd of May, they're back all again. They're back again. And if I ever hear My Man on the Moon ever again, mm. I will just, that'll be it. Did they say it again on this episode? I didn't Probably. hear it. Oh, I don't know. One of them. Well, the last time it was said was Jeans, when we did oh, yeah, Judy's Legacy last week. Listen, if, if you get a chance, listen. <laughs> man on the Moon. But yeah, it was an okay ending. They were going to go to Spain. Um, well, they bought a bar. As you said, mm. they've paid no Stacey's more secrets. Rent. That's what she said. That was thing. it. No more no secrets. No more secrets, Alfie. I, I audibly went, ha! As soon as she said that, mm. like, oh, for goodness sake. Because she says, actually, this week on EastEnders, Kat <laughs> said to Jean, no more secrets. Yeah, those Slaters. Yeah. Got a lot to answer for. But yeah, Kat is number one running of Julia's themes, isn't she? She's always there. Man, she cool. seems to have been in every single one since the 2000s. She comes in, takes the theme and goes again, doesn't she? <laughs> she does. She gets her paychecks worth. The, the other stories, as we mentioned, is this is the beginning of when we found out that Shabnam had had a daughter with Dino, mm. and she had given it away, but she was still lying to Dino, saying that her daughter had died. died yeah. So this is, it all makes sense, because as we talk about the other themes later on, it's discussed, well, the story has progressed, and more and more the story has opened it up. Has. And also Dino had been accused of the rape by this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not Roxy Linda. Yeah. Yeah. And Stacey had slept with Kush as well by this point too. Yes. So Kush is up against looking... the fridge. I remember that. Oh, hot. <laughs> um. So Kush is kind of looking a bit shady around the square. Not really because that, mm. that was the night before that it had happened because mm. he had a, a falling out with Shabnam. That's but right. All that's irrelevant because you know what? The out cat and Alfie are leaving to Spain to start their whole new yeah. wonderful life. Iconic characters never to be seen again. <laughs> so the second of October two thousand fifteen is the next one, and we're saying goodbye to Carol Jackson. Mm. Interesting thing we saw at the end of this episode was it was written by Julia Honor, and mm. you told me something that I didn't even know about the writing process in yes. EastEnders. The make-believe writer. No one knew who she was, Julia Honor, and um, a old producer did an interview recently in Wolford Webb where he like spilled the beans and um he said that it's basically used for when someone hands in a script it's basically so poor or jumbled up that they can't really use it so it's mm. rewritten by like a group of people so to try and a... make it used for tv yeah, it's almost like an american writing system so they have a table write and mm. they get lots of people to write it at once and when that's the when that's the case it's uh, credited on the uh, end as a Julia Honor script. Mm. So that was really interesting. I didn't know that that yeah. went on down in the uh, writing block. So yeah, this is one of them. Another thing for Julia, obviously. We have Julia's Legacy, but there's also <laughs> Julia's Honor. Which might be a feature. Oh my God. With... <laughs> How many parts will that be? <laughs> 20 part series coming soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we say goodbye to Carol. She's obviously a long standing character. She's been sort of in and out of the show. Mm. Um, but you know, she's she's gotten through cancer, she's gotten through affairs. She's gone through all sorts. and She's gone through Robbie. <laughs> yeah, Robbie's back. He's back from India with his son, and they're going to move to Milton Keynes. Yes, and to he be says, near oh. to Bianca. Yeah, so he's like, oh, mum, you can come live with me. Give Sonia a break. 
I mean, Sonia does deserve a break, but mm. no sooner does she get a break, does Robbie always knock yeah, on her door turns again. Back up. They were living in the Slater house as well, which um, I completely forgot that they yeah, it's did. It's Pat's old house, isn't it? I know, but I had forgotten yeah. entirely that now, obviously, she's living with Dot, hoping to take over the house when Dot dies, no <laughs> That's doubt. That's she does inherit house she as well. She likes spring. to inherit things, doesn't she, older? Old Sonia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Carol was sort of feeling a bit downtrodden because people kept like making remarks about how she's a grandmother or she's mm. old or she's a bit fuddy-duddy. Martin compared her to Pauline, even though in Carol's eyes, they're completely different generation. And he said, oh, you both like cardigans. Yeah, you're a cardigan person. Yeah, that's the thing that tipped her off the edge, I think. Mm. Yeah, she mentioned <laughs> just earlier that she'd, when she was younger, wanted to run away, but then she got pregnant and mm. couldn't. And... Couldn't go travelling and things. Yeah, yeah. And always wanted to. She eyed up her leather coat on <laughs> Stacey's stool. Stacey, real leather that is, Carol. Carol's like, mm, yeah, it's nice. It is funny though, because like, um, she obviously has this plan in her head. So she does. She buys Robbie a dog, Wellard Two, who's gone missing. Well, it wasn't for Robbie. It was for Robbie's son. And but Robbie instantly took it as a present for him. So it's from his mum. Yeah, but typical Robbie. He has to take over it and make it all about Robbie. <laughs> well, she shouldn't have bought one that looked like Wellard, then, should she? No, it was a cute little puppy Wellard. I must admit. Yeah, very cute. So she gave that to him and sort of said, "I'm not coming with you." But she tried to like walk out the house without telling anyone, mm. which was a bit strange. But they heard the engine revving outside. <laughs> yeah, um... someone's like, "What's all that noise?" And it was one motorbike. <laughs> Like how long has she lived on the square? I was going to say, that square is notorious for just having music playing all day and all kinds of loud bangs mm. happening. It but, amazes um, me when someone's surprised by a slightly standard noise outside their own door. Yeah, but it was funny because she was leaving with a passport and like a handbag. Yeah. That's all she needed. That's all she needed. Don't know where she's going. Carol had a stunt double when she, uh, <laughs> she drove does. around the square. She puts the visor down and she suddenly <laughs> changes. It was a shaded visor, so you couldn't see who was driving the motorcycle, mm. but it was quite obvious it wasn't Yeah, her Carol. body like changes. Yeah. <laughs> between shots <laughs> and yeah she drives off and never to be seen again she although got... she's been mentioned recently mm. that she's doing better than ever and she's into yoga she also got a cgi train which you always seem to spot every time someone leaves oh, the yeah, square it's very special if you get one of them <laughs> chabnam didn't get one if we ever do the last ever episode um of this podcast if there ever comes a time when we say you know what we have to hang up our headphones i'm gonna make sure that we do a little video at the end of us walking away with the cgi train <laughs> hitting us as we well, leave you put julie's theme on and then yeah. just put the sound of the tracks the no the train has track. to hit us it has to oh, so it'll be proper affair I'll, I'll be taking thousands i'll take a loan out to make this edit <laughs> did you know that once they were going to have the um tram crash but um london undergrounds wouldn't allow it so there you go or the um london what are they called the tfl or mm, something because it looks bad on like them as a company because they're used as like a real company on the show yeah so you yeah, can't yeah. do that all right they did it on weatherfield on the cobbles yeah, well. Right, so the next one is the 7th of January 2016. Guess what? What? Cat Moon is back. <laughs> Alfie. Wow, that was a good time in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Alfie's worrying about his um, brain tumor when he gets the news that it's incurable. Oh, no. Yeah, so what happened to that? That's what I want to know. And Phil's going with him because they're mates. We should just mention also on the first Julie's Legacy we talked about, um, mm. he wasn't able to fly because the doctor told him... That oh, yeah, that Sonia said. <laughs> Sonia said that it would explode and his head would just pop. So that's why they ended up driving away rather than taking like a plane to Spain. So, um, yeah, Kat and Alfie are back ba- mainly because um, Charlie is also back, who we've also said goodbye to a few mm. episodes ago. Now, but... I'm going to be controversial here, and I'm going to say, and I'm sorry for anyone who disagrees with me, that Charlie wasn't ever a character I could attach to. Oh, he's all—he's nice. He was a nice character. He was a safe character, but he was never one that I really 
cared about. The only time I ever cared about him or mm. was interested in what he was doing was when he had that stampede out of the police station to go find his brother. Harry, yeah. Yeah. He was always just one of those characters who were like there, but mm. like to support other storylines. Yeah. Really. That's right. He's a he's a, like the big mo now. Um, because Stacey's having an episode. This is when she's having like her breakdown. Well, f- fueled by Dot in earlier episodes when yes. Dot started reading passages from the Bible saying that Jesus was almost stolen from her mm. his mum and so Stacy's got it in her head that big well big Mo's trying to steal the baby from her and Carmel's trying to steal mm. her baby baby Arthur from her so mm. she's kind of st- going around the square trying to find solace from someone to help mm. her she thinks he's the baby of God she does she thinks he's the second coming and like all the secrets about the slaters are coming out like there's secrets about Stacy has three sisters from Brian who had the secret family mm. um there's Kat who's also now found out that Zoe had a twin when she was born. So that's all come out. A bit of red water fun. <laughs> Charlie's heart's not coping He's with not. all this. He, cause, yeah, because he also says that um, his sister had three daughters. And cryptic. they've met Kyle by now. Kyle's so. known by now, so yeah. it's a bit cryptic. And Kat says to Martin later on in the episode, you know, don't trust Kyle. Mm. There's something There's something not right not there. who he is. So yeah. so yeah, this poor Charlie's heart can't take it. So Moe's on the phone to the ambulance during the day. By the time they actually arrive, it's night time. <laughs> so I don't know why it took them so long. Um, but yeah, he's having a heart attack on the thing and all the like revelations coming out and Kat sort of says that she forgives him and it's okay, Dad, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But um, he closes his eyes. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it was very similar to the Dr. Leg death. It was like just very it was all of a sudden. sudden. Yeah. But yeah, she forgives him finally. And she, as he says, she says, night, night, Daddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, it's 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 sad. Don't get me wrong, because obviously that's a important character in the Slater household. But by this point, Charlie wasn't in it that often anyway. No, so it wasn't. It was it was effective for the time. It was a nice mm. short, and it brought on all the other storylines like the Kyle and stuff. So it was a nice exactly. He said he let Cat down, and he'll never forgive his brother. Um, and the whole time I kept thinking to myself, but you knew because we we've just we've been <laughs> well, unravelled. Well, we've we've just been told that you knew all along. Mm. So I know it's very. It, it was really horrible seeing that scene with what they mm. filmed. A couple it shows of how much ago. damage 2018 did mm. to um those lot. So um, the last one we've got is the 5th of February 2016, and this is someone else leaving. We've got Shabnam leaving with her daughter Jade yes. after ending her relationship with Kush. The very first one from this collection of four was when Shabnam was almost starting to look into finding out about her daughter. Mm. Um, she'd found out, she just recently found out that Kush was the father of Arthur, which Martin still didn't know. No, he's um, the only one in the square that didn't know. I know, everyone knew, but Carmel knew months and months ago mm. because um during the episode of charlie's death kush is being confronted by carmel already saying that's your son you need to make an effort and mm. really want to say you want more contact with him with stacy and again this makes stacy get a little bit at this point stacy has gone into a stacy's in a specialist hospital for her bipolar she is and shabnan comes to visit her she's sort of like saying goodbye because she's planning to leave yes um and stacy tells her about who's Arthur's father is it's like part of her rehabilitation isn't it yeah um, but Shabnam says she knows but she's quite nice and kind about it because they're she, good friends aren't yeah they? she doesn't want to lose a friend you know and Stacey's <clears throat> doing the whole as you say Stacey's doing the whole term in hospital not junking out early like a uh, Hayley no exactly I mean it, I love this Shabnam because like you can really tell on the casting because she has like hints of Tamwar about her, but she mm. has hints of um, her mum, Zainab, as well. So yeah. it's such a good casting, this Shabnam was. I loved Shabnam. Yeah. Um, I really liked her. The character was amazing. And I maybe it was because she wasn't in it for 
very long. I think she was only in it for a year. Yeah, it was a year or, or, or so, wasn't it? Yeah. Cause she had the um, pregnancy as well. Well, she lost her child, didn't yeah. she? See? She just had real decent storylines, but her and Kush were great together. And mm. She was just a great actress. So it was a shame when she... Because she decided to leave. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is a shame. But yeah, Kush wants to get back with her, but she's sort of saying, no, it's the end of us. Well, she's, she feels like a bit of guilt that she can't give Kush what he wants, which is a child. Mm. And so she's... Still blaming herself for the fact that she miscarried this uh, the, her her child ultimately, yeah. but she plants a tree in the middle of the square, which she invites all of her family to witness and watch. And Kush watches from a distance, just just you know this ceremony yeah, that she's for respect, really for respectful. Yeah, and um, Shirley and Buster are looking after Jade at this point, but they Shirley like has a moment of no, Jade needs to be with her mum. Yeah, a moment of clarity. So, yeah, so she phones a social worker in, like it all gets sorted in about half an hour somehow. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, it's all sorted. She's yours now. You're the mum. You're stable. Um, But yeah, it's a nice exit. She sort of leaves her head held high. She, she's sorted all the problems out. And she's just off with her daughter to start a new life. Two bus bus rides away. Yeah, when Shirley says that she'll visit all the time. She'll see <laughs> school holidays and Christmas and Not Easter. Once. No, I was, mentioned that one. No, no, and I mean, and that would have been such a good excuse as well for any time mm. when Shirley, because Shirley had a holiday, didn't she, in 2018, and wasn't it explained away that yeah, she, she went, just to, went somewhere like to see a friend? Yeah. It was just like really explained. But I'm not sure if like since then they've mentioned that Shabanam has moved somewhere, because mm. I doubt they would have kept her off screen like two stops away, because it doesn't really make sense. Well, it wasn't like, that far, is it really? So no. It make... So I imagine she must have moved somewhere. Yeah. Someone must have mentioned it sometime. But yeah, no, it's a lovely ending for Shabnam and it's what she deserved really because of all the horrible stories that she had. Great character and would be quite easily slipped back into the story, I think now, especially ever since the Ahmeds have started to be Mm. introduced. Especially if Kush is getting with one of her cousins. I know, Kush has a thing about them, doesn't he? He loves the Ahmeds, Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Four exits and this is coming up to Dominic Treadwell's end and then... Obviously, Sean O'Connor comes in with some more exits and things, so a few well, more to look forward to. We've got a few more, and um, then we've got the... Well, I don't know, if, are we going to talk about the really recent ones, or are we don't just going to... who knows? Well, something you, to, have to, you have to find out, yeah. listen and find out. Something to listen in on and look forward to, <laughs> rub your hands together. Mm. If there's any memories that you have about a Julius theme, do let us know. Contact us on Twitter, at EastEndersWeek, or find us on Instagram, at EastEndersWeeklyPodcast. You can also find and join our ever-growing Facebook group. Just search EastEnders Weekly Podcast or email eastendersweekly at gmail.com. We do love receiving your messages. We have received lots of messages about Julia's theme, haven't we? Yeah. Um, loads I'm, and loads I'm and loads. Amazed. Everyone loves it. People do, and they've, they've given us their memories of when or what they remembered fondly about watching the episodes too. And so we read them and we enjoy getting them. And don't worry, we will be doing a special one as well for the ones we, we may have missed which We're are keep it going particularly a pinnacle of the julia's theme yeah. legacy that's right so there you go that was julia's legacy I just can't get over saying all these goodbyes recently. It's too much. It's been hard, hasn't it? It's too emotional. My tish, my hanky is sodden with water. <laughs> Hankies are disgusting, by the way. Right. I don't agree with them. Yeah, well, I know you don't. That's why you've been coughing and sneezing <laughs> around the house all blooming week. Um, our next storyline that we'll be discussing is Mitch and his many skills. 
<laughs> yeah. builder. Yep. He can empty empty drains and he can cut hair. Look after child. Mm, Semi-successful. Not his best job. No. Football but, coach. Oh yeah, mm, that's been forgotten. What happened to all that? I know we all thought that was. Although gonna I be am a... glad because it oh, was yeah. the worst thing I've ever seen. But we did think that was going to be a full, full-on story. I did say that woman would never appear again, didn't I? Yeah. Whatever her name is. I mean, what's going to happen to mix uh, coach, tr- you know, football coach training that was a week's worth of story? <laughs> well, he's left now for like three months. So. Oh yeah, so that's just been completely. Yeah, no dumped. one wants that, Kate. Out. That was a week's worth of story. I know. How Mick had to we all remember come, that week. Come out of re- recuperation uh, in order to do it. Let's spend less time talking about that. Okay. And more time talking about Mitch because he's still around. They haven't even announced that he's like a full time return, have they? He was meant to be a guest return, but he's like still here. Yeah. Well, I'm not unwelcomed. I'm quite no, enjoying Mitch. Just, I like I like confirmation sometimes <laughs> to <laughs> know if I should get hold of this character or not. Well, you don't like to attach yourself to anything no, unless you know it's going to be a permanent thing. As long as I know it's a series two, I'll watch it. Yeah. You're the same with anything. You wait until you, there's a series two announced of a TV series and you're like, yep, I'm watching this mm. now. This is worth my time. Brought up on disappointment, you see. That's, what <laughs> That's how you met me. <laughs> but Mitch, he's like paying off his debts. Patrick's been quite chilled about the debts, really. Seeing as he stole like £3,000, he's been quite friendly to Mitch. I mean, it was it was the amount of money that he won. So it wasn't like Patrick's going to miss guess. the money. But he has to still pay it off, and Bailey has really been badgering him about it too. So that's <laughs> she has. I love Bailey. It's nice to st- I, no, every I like time I've seen really Bailey, she is lights good. up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we have like a little scene of Patrick where he he's upset because his barber's shop has closed down. His favourite barber that we've not heard about before. I mean, you're not going to mention in conversation very often. Oh, he did this week. But it's a real thing. I, my, my I dad, guess, yeah. my dad had a breakdown when his barber <laughs> stopped cutting his hair, and to this day, he still complains hmm. that his hair's never been the same since. So, oh yeah, so Mitch is like he offers to do Patrick. So he does a good job, which mm. surprises everyone. Denise is getting a bit more attached to Mitch. I see. Yeah, they're still linking them two mm. together. They still hate they? each other, but kind of like each other. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's like loads of men in the B and B, and. Um, Denise is all serving them drinks and rum and all sorts, and there's playing music. So he's cutting hair, and he made £120, he said to Karen. He did, but he had to pay 100 of that yes. toward the debt. debt. So he got to keep £20. I don't know if Patrick and Denise were aware that he kept £20 for himself. I think he kind of kept it quietly to himself. Mm, the same tip. way. Yeah, exactly. The same way Karen kept the chips quietly in the tumble dryer. <laughs> that was clever, that was. It was, yeah, they kept warm. Yeah. Good idea. But I, the, you said I envy the person who has to use that afterwards. Oh, it smelled well nice. Well, they're close to smelling chips. I'd like that. I'd like to smell a chip. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of which, chips uh, that they sell in Pete Bill's chip shop are the size of houses. Pete Bill? Sorry, Ian Bill's, Ian Bill's uh, chip shop. Mm. I, I, I just imagine everything's owned by Pete nowadays. <laughs> I've seen so much of him this week. It's, How I'm... come Ian never opened a restaurant after his dad's name? He opened Cafe for Cafes. Cathy's was always called Cathy's though, wasn't it? Yeah. Because Cathy owned it before Ian. Yeah, but he kept it as a rem- remembrance of her. He should name one of his places Pete's. What, a little neon sign outside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's, please, Pete's Place. Pete's Place. Pete's Place. That's what they should call it, yeah. It's Bill's It's called place. Bill's Place, yeah. Yeah, they should call it Pete's Place. It does sound better. Yeah. Poor, poor Peter, R.I.P. Pete. Pete, sorry, yeah. Yes. Let's not confuse him with Peter <laughs> Jr. No. Oh, at the R at the end, it's very important. <laughs> One's dead. One's dead. One lives in New Zealand. Well, dead off screen. Well, we've discussed this in the past that Pete could return. <laughs> it's not. I would of. hate it. 
but love it, but also hate it. I would want him it. killed off within the year, but um, no, I'd have him back for a bit. I mean, just so we can make fun of him. Yeah, for a basically, year. it'd be a year's worth of fodder for us. The actor was in. This is completely off topic for anything we even talk about. But the actor was interviewed like a few years ago, and they said, "Oh, would you like to return?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I would." And he didn't even know he was killed off. I think he forgot. <laughs> he didn't had no recollection that his character is actually dead. So. Well, he's, he said he's a, he's, his line was, if this interview I'm thinking of, I'm a jobbing actor. So not even for the love of EastEnders, he just wants the job. <laughs> yeah, and works And worked since. <laughs> pantomime every year. Um, we have also had a few more, going back to the actual thing we're talking yes, about Mitch. with Mitch. Um, <laughs> we had things like uh, Bailey wanted to go on a school trip, but there's no money. She's tired from caring from her mum. Mm. So Mitch wants to like try and find some money to pay for the trip. So he sort of has a chat with Patrick in the allotment. Although Patrick looked very active, didn't he? Well, good. He should be. Digging away. Well, he had a stroke two, year, two three years ago. He should be more active. Very fine. Bit of gentle fine gardening. Figure. Bit of gentle gardening will be fine. I mean, we saw old episodes of Patrick from what from 15 years ago. And again, I think we've discussed this already. He was a hot, yeah. hot dilf, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a gilf. <laughs> <laughs> sexy um so yeah he was sort of telling patrick about bailey and sort of pulling at the heartstrings mm. trying to hint that he wants some money from patrick but not just bailey he also admits about bailey's mother his wife mm. as well he tells patrick so he's yeah. the first person he's actually let in that mm. information to but the only reason was it the only reason he did it because he wanted money from patrick because patrick got a bit like oh so that was the reason at the end I of the know. conversation I, I don't think so i no. think it would have it's interesting that they've already revealed that obviously she, Bailey is a home carer for her own mum. I mean, mm. if that hadn't been revealed and you had that scene, then I would automatically think, oh, Mitch is trying on again. here. So it's interesting that we already knew that actually Mitch... And this actually this actually made Mitch more likeable and trustworthy this week because after he did that story with Patrick, the stories from there on in, he felt genuinely like he wanted to help Bailey mm out of this situation yeah but he always does it in like a he doesn't do it the right way does he like trying to ask karen mm. to like be a mum for her he, he did it by getting her hopes up and yeah yeah so because he, the he social got... worker as there's as by this point a social worker had approached mitch and said that bailey's looking after her mum is coming to come to its end now, mm. well, it, it kind of sounds like her mum was gonna die soon i think she needed arranging... more care i think they're arranging the fact that she needed more care outside the home what do you think? Because I thought he said, I can't remember the word he said now, he said something like we have to talk about after, it was something like aftercare, it wasn't aftercare, but it was something like that, which mm. kind of means that when she dies, they need arrangements set up for her to then move into permanent accommodation with Mitch. Which Mitch was ha- had meant to have started the ball yeah. rolling by this point, so and kind, he hadn't. Yeah, that's to me, that was like she's like got a few months left to live, and then mm. they need to arrange her next um, home basically yeah. so so mitch is in a desperate situation at this point and so mm-hmm. he as you said he he asks karen out on the date with the intention which is this is what i mean he's doing it for the best of bailey mm, but, but then quite know he, how to do it right yeah. but then has he been doing this all the time so that eventually he dumps bailey on karen so then mitch can go off again mm. is this the plan? does mitch not have a house then well this is a strange thing isn't it we don't know where mitch goes at night no. he just kind of disappears and then comes van. back yeah it is odd so he must not have a permanent permanent residence because the social worker said he needs to sort one out. Well, yeah, hence why he's 
mm. tried to flirt with Karen. Karen, I felt so sorry for Karen because Karen made such an effort. She thought they were going to rekindle their love. Mm. She shaved her legs in the B day. Didn't she? She really reminded me of Bernadette. Like you could tell Bernadette's her mum. Like mm. the way she was on the date, she was all nervous and like she was acting how Bernadette acts on her dates. stupid giggle when Mitch didn't really say anything mm. funny and she just went ha 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 for a really long time. I mean, Habiba, again, showing her wonderful ways because she complimented Yeah, nice Karen. side, yeah. So, they um, keep showing those bits of nice side for them, which mm. is good. Rounding the characters. Yeah, which, really nice. But also getting them, as you said earlier, involved with the other characters. So they're slowly meeting them, getting introduced mm. so they're known. They them. probably have been introduced to more characters than Mel has, like, all last <laughs> yeah, year. True, that's true. Um, but yeah, so Karen sort of thought she was on this date and it was, like, about her and mm. about them. But he says to her that he wants her to be a mum for Bailey. And then he tells her that his ex-wife is dying. Only after Karen had stormed out and she'd left. Mm. Um, And yes, and then he admits, he says, the reason I'm doing all this is because I'm running out of time. And Karen basically says, no, I've I've looked after my kids on my own. You have to do it yourself. You have to do this Mm. on your own. Yeah, which is quite strong of her, really, to say that to him. But she has, she has looked after kids her whole life. You can kind of understand mm, that she's And he kind ditched of... her and left her to bring them all up. So. Yeah, well, Keegan, she had to bring up Keegan yeah, on her I mean, own. Yeah. And, and not that there's really neither here nor there, but Bailey's not her daughter either. Mm. Bailey's just someone who, well, it's Mitch's daughter. Yeah. He needs to just gain some trust first, Mitch. That's mm. what he needs to do. But he's running out of time, you see. He was meant to have organised all this months and months ago mm. when the social worker said to him like oh and uh, you've been t- you need to get in touch with the teacher and he said oh yeah i'll speak to him and he corrects her him and corrects mitch and says oh no her mm. so obviously mitch has done nothing to no to try to solve the problem but, and um, it's, it's a shame like it sounds like the we thought this was going to be like a young carer storyline but it sounds like the mum's just going to like die in a few months. Mm. So maybe it's not going to be a young carer storyline, which is a bit of a shame. If idea had been for that, I think they would have brought Bailey in as a as a resident of the square rather than someone who just kept popping in and yeah, out. Yeah, out of the square makes it a bit difficult, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, poor Bailey. I do feel for her. And she's such a... She's a great actress. Yeah, and sweet you character. Do, you do feel for her, right? mm. even if she does have extremely large chips. Well, all the chips in <laughs> later to be renamed Pete's Place. Yeah. Speaking of Peter Pill... Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to go off and just have a little chat about Classic EastEnders because it's Christmas, everyone. Already. 1987. Yeah, where are the sprouts? Hey, What did you get for Christmas in 1987? BBC One after this evening's episode of EastEnders. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ben. Do you want to pull my cracker? <laughs> it's come around so fast. I know. It was like it was only a couple of months ago. <laughs> so, yeah, Christmas week. In 1987. Yes. No sprout. I love that scene where the um, Dot, Lou and Ethel suddenly realised there was no sprout. Yeah, they forgot to cook the sprouts. <laughs> that was so funny. And Ian got really wound up because um, he had peeled and... I peeled and cooked all those sprouts! Well, it's a build tradition, as we know. I mean, I was looking for that tradition throughout the episodes leading up to Christmas, and there was no preparation of vegetables well, one week before. Well, Arthur was doing the decorations, so maybe he did it after that. Yeah, or maybe making... Lou was doing it in her bedroom. <laughs> she was doing a lot of bedroom. She always scolds off. No, Lou was showing off to Ethel about the number of I Christmas cards that. she got. That was so funny. Yeah. I got one from Debbie, did you? Oh, no. <laughs> Talking of Debbie. Oh, no, expecting her first. Expecting her first. Ugh. So, um, if She's Deb- stuck with that horrible policeman now, then. That's it. Mm. If Debbie was to return, she's got children on with them. They can make a whole family out of them. Yeah. Just, just, so, just in the case Wilkins. you're thinking. <laughs> well, no, we've taken police officer's name. No, he's dead. I don't want him back. Oh, what, so she reverted back to her... Oh, yeah, she's, she, mod- she's modern, remember? She went to her girl power phase. 
I mean, I bet she really encouraged her daughters to love the Spice Girls back in the mid nineties <laughs> when they were grown up. That's assuming they are daughters that she's giving birth yeah, to. Who knows? Who... We'll never know. I'm, I'm afraid. No, Annie was unfortunately in a car crash. Yeah, because... that's pretty random. <laughs> yeah, because Mary didn't want Annie to go up north to uh, see for obvious mum. reasons because she may not come back. Well, exactly, and so the dad kidnapped Annie <laughs> whilst drunk and then drove the car into a mailbox on the oh, square. God knows. The sound effect was hilarious. Well, you didn't actually see the accident; no. you just heard the accident. No budget for that. No. Do you remember in the eighties when you used to be able to get a sound effects, a BBC sound effects record? You'd find them in charity shops today, mm. and they had all the different sound effects. Um, BBC have released them recently online, every single sound effect. From the they BBC. have, haven't they, in their um, archive yeah. Uh, site, yeah. We, we should, should, use, we should use the <gasps> car one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. One day. Baby Annie's okay, and the dad's okay. She's having a whale of a time in the hospital. They yeah. seem to celebrate more at the hospital than they do on the square. <laughs> they had a choir there, they were giving out presents. They had a man dressed up in a bear suit. Which I found really disturbing. Mm. Um, and Mary's horrible mum came. Oh yeah. So horrible, wasn't she? Insisting that they then go up north. Even though Annie's just been cleared of being okay, not having mm. any brain injuries. It's like, come on then, let's get in the car and go up north. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. So good good for Mary. She's sticking her ground. Mm. Um, so at the Bills, because, you know, Christmas at the Bills is always where it's at. Mm. Um, there's like a gas leak. That only the women could smell for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> only Kathy and Pauline could smell the gas leak. <laughs> so they couldn't make Christmas dinner at Lou's, which might upset Lou a lot. Could be my last Christmas. She kept saying <laughs> that, didn't leaving. she? Yeah, I'm not leaving here. And so Pauline... As and basically... it is her last Christmas. Well, no, don't spoil it for everyone. Not everyone knows this. Okay. I'm sure they do. No, they fine. don't. Some people are watching classic with fresh <laughs> eyes. and uh, It Paul... could be Lou's last Christmas. Well, you've said it now, so saying it now differently isn't going to help anyone's cause. Pauline tells Lou that she either comes to the house, the Bill's house, or she gets nothing. And uh, not happy with that. No, standing up to Lou. Yeah, I know. Very brave for Pauline. But I think in Lou's book, she was like, hmm, mm. I think you're going to be the head of the family now. Yeah. That's Pete. it. Now you stood up to me. Yeah. Pete can't stand up to her. But they were talking about her as if she wasn't in the room at one point anyway. <laughs> calling her that cow and stuff. All kinds of... That old bag. That old bag. Really, oh, I, I don't, don't want, want her to leave. leave. She's Luke... my favourite character. Every time she's on screen, it's like my favourite scene. Mm, every she's time. wonderful. She got a, a present as well from Uncle. Bought her, bought her a scarf, a silk scarf. Mm. She put that on straight away. In she front did, of tied it up. And then, yeah, and Ethel and Dot were very jealous that they didn't get a present. <laughs> very upset. Hmm. So mean, they had to have Christmas dinner at Kathy and Pete's flat. Yes. Which didn't go down well. Well, it went, it, well Lou didn't want to go there. Yeah, but it did. ended up fine in the end. It looked yeah. like a merry old time. And, and it was really weird how they filmed it and like Pauline was like sick on Christmas Day and she wasn't didn't appear in the episode for like ages. Well, until the very end yeah. when she came out because Mark had it was come really weird. home. Yeah. Because we thought, oh, maybe the actress was ill or something, so mm. they had to write her out. But then she appeared in it, and it's like... Yeah, she's in the scene yeah, later anyway. Like, why write that in? It was really weird. And it was obvious... Well, unless it was just very well filmed. But it was obvious that, that it had happened all on the same day. So it yeah. just seemed odd that... Maybe she was filming somewhere else. Maybe they were filming scenes somewhere else. Unless and... from when the bit when Mark comes in, they film that separately because mm. of the actor. Like, it's, isn't around much. Maybe, but then know. it's still weird that Pauline's illness yeah, miraculously weird, got it? better when Mark appeared, and then when Mark was in the lounge on his... Well, because then when Mark was in the party on his own, then Pauline had gone again. So it was, mm. it was just that one scene yeah, when he weird, entered through it? the room. Mm. Very strange. No, Pauline was in the background because she was staring at Den and Mark was staring at Den. 
in the um, kitchen. Oh, that's right. So that's she right. Was there. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Big yeah, this is that um, Mark's last appearance until 1990 when Todd Carty plays him. When Mark gets a new face. Yeah. So that's sad because. Um, it's sad the for the actor. Took his, um, yeah. Yeah. Took his own life in. I think it was in April. Mm. After that, so four months after, but he had a few problems and he couldn't really handle mm. the uh, press he was getting as well. Which no, was unfortunate. But yeah, so that's the last appearance of Mark for quite a few years. The non-Todd Carty Mark. It is, and um, he's worked out that Den's the dad. It seems. Yeah, straight away. I mean, he's switched on. <laughs> he, oh, they they didn't. He's really... looking from the outside, you see. Yeah, ah, uh, that's true. Because Michelle and Den were being very chummy, weren't they? And they kept finishing each other's sentences. They kept guessing each other's charades yeah. games. So yeah, I'm looking forward because to seeing like that come out because it's been so many years in mm. the making, hasn't it? Mm. So um, yeah, exciting Christmas. It was. It was an exciting Christmas. I mean, Pat didn't get what she wanted for Christmas. <laughs> she didn't get. Her lay from Den. A total slag. She was a total slag. She was <laughs> proper trying it on all day. I felt a bit sorry for Pat oh, in the end. so funny. But um, thankfully she didn't get it because obviously Angie is very upset that Pat admitted as well to Angie whilst drunk that she was yeah, trying it on with Den. with Den. She's not a very good friend, Pat. Like even to Peggy, yeah, she, was the she was horrible to Peggy. Like, a lot, mm. It's funny. But yeah, she it? slept with Frank when yeah. Peggy was with Frank at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, man trumps friend with Pat. Likes it, doesn't she? She just wants to be with a man all the time. She yeah. likes the comfort of a man around her. <laughs> there you go. It was a nice Christmas and we look forward to the new year next week. Yeah, the new year episode. So hopefully Sue and Ali will sort out her, their neighbour by that point as yeah. well. He's been bit by Rolly. <gasps> Naughty what? Rolly. I, know. I was on Rolly's side the whole time. I loved watching Rolly attack people. And I remember Rolly when, acting. Remember when Rolly attacked the cat in the um, allotment? Yeah. That was so funny. I enjoyed it anyway. So uh, if anyone listening has any moments from the classic episodes that are shown on the drama channel and thoughts get in touch with us on twitter at eastenders week or email us eastenders weekly at gmail.com you can also join our facebook group okay that was our classic eastenders roundup good night on behalf of everybody here at the television center well it seems like there's another millionaire on the square now <laughs> There's quite a few of them running around. It's East End, you see. You should um, buy buy early, and uh, the value of your property will go up twelvefold. Mm. But then I suppose Leg was from Islington, wasn't he? So oh, he had lots of properties, I think, oh. under his belt. And it's very, yeah. he's very, he's very, um, high, high belt. Yeah, yeah. So dots, and this is going forward a bit, but dots inherited Doctor Leg's estate, which mm. brings on. Loads more storyline options for us, which is exciting, yeah. with Stuart and Rainey. And also one big question at the end of the episode with Dot, which we'll get to as well. Very I'm interesting. Shook. <laughs> Are you? I'm shook and triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and take a paracetamol. Yes. Um, so if we rewind to the beginning of the week, it's sort of like a mix of a Stuart, Rainey, Dot, Sonia storyline going mm. on. This like, weird mix of people in this house. All baning for Dot's attention, and even more so towards the end of the week. Yeah, well, big like time. Like vultures. Well, Sonia included. I, know. I don't want Sonia to be missed, lift, left loud out of mouth. this. Well, not only, yeah, not only is she a loud <laughs> mouth, but also she joined in with the conversation in the Vic too. She <laughs> no. wasn't, uh, you know, a, a, away from it. It she was, was funny. Part of it too. I blame Bex. Bad influence. I don't. That Bex was young. the only sensible one there. Bex so was she was the... there getting juicy details. Juicy. What would you do with the deep money if she was dead? <laughs> So yeah, we had some things with Stuart because we know that there's like another storyline with Stuart. They seem to have mm. pushed the Carter one to the side, and what? they were slightly doing a redemption-ish storyline. But there's still flickers of 
evil Stuart. But the, the flickers were big time this mm. week. I mean, but no we... one really trusted Stuart throughout his redemption period. Mm. And it, I think we were rightly right to think that, yeah. to be fair. But we've sort of like got a kind of an explanation as to why he thinks he's messed up. Because mm. Rainy relapsed last week, she was drinking. And she goes to like Wolford East and she sees a man. And he says, oh, I slept around yours last night. And she completely forgot it. But she only kissed him. Yes, only kissed. They had to make sure of that. But they... She was way too gone to do anything else, yeah. apparently. But obviously that's going to be something that later on between her and Max, no doubt. Oh, do you think? I think yeah. that was just the thing for her to think, oh, I need to go back to uh, meetings. Oh, no, I think that too. But I think that, think that, that won't be come forgotten. Up again? Yeah, that really? won't be forgotten. Yeah, but, um, because there's this, this might I be jumping I don't even in. want Max to come back. No, I'm not fussed. How a lot much... of people don't. A How lot much... of people said that mm, how much better is she without max mm, so much better yeah. so interesting this and, is the rainy we remember mm, the manipulative the nasty mm, rainy and the electricity between her and ricky champ is just fantastic yeah the second they're together oh, yeah. compared to her wandering around the kitchen like baking cakes for max and stuff all year fainting it's just rubbish mm. and then she gets a few scenes with ricky champ and it's like electricity yeah she's like woken up as an actress again absolutely mm. oh yeah this few i mean Again, we might be jumping the gun here a little bit, but this feud that's developing between Stuart and Rainey. Mm. But it's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And it's really weird because it's not like when, to use an example, Max and Rainey, where basically Max had no respect for Rainey and Rainey was desperate for something. Mm. This is more of a Stuart and Rainey know they're the really similar people. Mm. Not one of them is any better than the other one. And so it would take one thing to either make or break them as mm. a friendship or yeah. as a enemies and it's just fantastic because mm. they're both perfect. unhinged aren't they mm. and they both will say what they need to say or do whatever they need to do yeah but both of them together it's like always outdoing each other all the time um because she sees him at the meeting and she listens in on things that he says because he says that he's finally found like a sanctuary staying at dot's house and he's always wanted this all his life and yeah this is how he maybe makes himself better by mm. being here and he feels safe and things and she sort of quotes this to him in the vic yeah from from the substance abuse meeting she goes up to Stuart um after the substance abuse meeting and um yeah as you say quotes the things directly that he said that he felt like mm. he felt like he's gained someone who cares for him and he he made out that he lost his brother and his best friend almost as if they died which was weird as well so he was almost making excuses that it wasn't his fault for why they'd gone. Mm. It was their... It was, no, it wasn't his fault, ultimately. It was not their fault either. And it's just interesting how Stuart will still not really take the blame of everything that's happened no. between him and Mick and uh, Callum. Because mm. this is an Callum. interesting tweet. This is an interesting twist that Callum is now being used much more rather than the term halfway. I know. Do we need to start calling him Callum now? I know. I've just... I've started writing Highly notes, requested Callum. from me. Yeah. And hat. Still missing. I wonder where he's gone. <laughs> Keep listening to find out. Find out in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting. I mean, something that could have been really lame, like you know, Rainy sitting behind the screen, eating biscuits, drinking tea, and listening to Stuart talking at this meeting, mm. has turned out to be something just amazing and mm. just works out really it well. Is. And you want to like see what happens next, mm. which hasn't happened in a while. Like no. when an episode ends, I haven't been like, oh, I really want to watch the next episode. Mm. But this week, a few times, I've wanted to watch the next one like straight away which is good that's a good thing yes so yeah they have like their weird thing going on he goes into the vic and like this is a bit weird like linda says you're meant to be barred okay just have one drink and it's because like dot was with him well no, yeah, it wasn't but... dot though was it <laughs> it was stunt dot no she obviously doesn't do location anymore does she because she wasn't at dr leg's funeral no 
Um, so she must do set only at the moment. They should use stunt dot for... Yeah, where was she for the funeral, eh? Yeah. Good. I like how the um, stunt coordinator was credited on the episode. <laughs> it would have been stunt dot. <laughs> My bets are... That June Brown was still credited as well, though, so that's weird. But well, she wasn't her. Because it's her character, isn't I it? I guess so, yeah. I would like to know who is stunt dot, because we know that budgets are tight at BBC, so it must be someone who already is there. So my money... Sonia. Oh, you reckon Sonia? Well, she's training to be Dot the second, so she might as well. Well, do you know who I think it is? Who? Shrimpy in a wig. Oh, yeah, Shrimpy. Shrimpy in a wig. He's not been seen much recently. Stunt Dot. Yeah, he's gone. He's got a new role. Where's he gone? He was mentioned this week um, because Martin was closing up the stall Mm. and uh, they said, oh, Shrimpy will look after it for you. Yeah, (laughs) but you didn't see Shrimpy. Where is he? Maybe he's on a holiday. He's allowed a holiday. Just tell the rest of the market so they don't all abandon their store and have no one looking after it. <laughs> That's true. Thieves will be everywhere. <laughs> um, and then the second half of this story, we had the, the continuation of uh, Dr. Leg because his will mm. has been announced. Everyone gather around. <laughs> yes. It was funny how they were in there and Stuart was like, do you want me to go? And she was like, yeah, it's private. But Sonia stayed in the room. <laughs> well, she yeah. was like, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm family. My feet are firmly in this well, ground. Sonia also said to the solicitor about Stuart... Um, this list is, oh, are you family? Went to shake his hand and Sonia interrupted just before Stuart said, well, mm. kind of family. Sonia interrupted and said, no, he's a lodger. <laughs> and that really hit Stuart. Is he going to kill Sonia? Mm. Is Sonia going to die by the hands of Stuart? I don't know. It's weird with Stuart. He's, 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 everything's an obsession, isn't it? Mm. So his, when, he was, when he first was introduced and he was hunting paedophiles, that was his obsession and nothing else mattered. He was mm. blinkers and that Tunnel was it. Vision. And then he got obsessed with Mick and halfway, and that was his obsession, and nothing else mattered. As you say, tunnel vision, mm, he had to win, dot. and now it's Dot. Mm. And so I think, yeah, you're right, I think nothing is going to get in his way of making Dot love him and make almost become a, a son. Mm. He, wants to, he wants to be her son. That's mm. what he ultimately wants to do. Yeah. Every time Nick's name is brought up, Stuart kind of sits up. Yeah, and doesn't like, yeah. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like that this name's being mentioned. He wants Nick to be written out of history and to, that Stuart was always Dot's son. It's... Just fascinating. Oh, I love what they're yeah. doing with him. It is good. I mean, he's gotten rid of Robbie for a few months, so he's out of the mm. way. Sonia Rainey in the way now. Yeah. Uh oh. And Bex. Although she's going to university, she might be safe. Yeah, she's got a few months yet, though. She's <laughs> still. I mean, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? If there was a, a like a few scenes where Bex is like getting prodded and bullied, because we know Bex is a bit weak. <laughs> Bex isn't one to stand up for herself. No. Especially if she has a guitar <laughs> stepped on, then that's the end of Bex. I don't want Sonia to die. That sounds like a weird sentence to say. But, you know, Stuart's a bit unhinged. And I think Rainey's a bit of a challenge. Mm. But I don't know how much of a challenge Sonia will be for him. I do like, think... Will he break her down mentally, Sonia? Because she's quite headstrong. No, Sonia could never be broken down no. mentally. But then so it's it... going to be physically. Although she did get broken down by Martin, of all people. Because before they were reintroduced, <laughs> before they were reintroduced, Martin kept belittling her oh, and yeah. her weight. Mm. So maybe that's what Stuart will do. Oh, you're getting a bit porky there, Sonia. <laughs> Maybe you should lay off the... Um, yeah, Natalie crisp. Cassidy looks amazing, so can't do that. But I think that this story with Stuart is going to be a short story, just to remind you that Stuart's a bit naughty, and we'll go and then come back, and then we're going to have a big... Or a big planned out... Big planned Stuart story. So I think we've not seen the back of Ricky Champ. Serial killer. Rainey, I don't want it to be a Sonia. serial killer story. Off. Is he going to kill Dot for the money and get her to change the wheel and then off her? Well, no, see, this is the thing. Does he really need to off Dot? Because I don't think that at the end of this week's episode... Yeah, there was a weird, like, lingering 
thing on Dot. Like mm. she said, "Oh, Sonia, you go to the Vic on me. I'm I'm going to go spend time with my family in Ireland, see Dotty, see Charlie." Mm. Um, and like they zoomed out and like linked on her, sat on her own on the dining room table in the kitchen. Yeah, and then the BBC have posted this image saying, "We're really sad." to be saying goodbye it's just something like that and it's like worded really odd like it sounds like dots left yeah maybe hasn't it seems so... like it was a soft a soft kind of quiet bow out yeah so. in case she doesn't come back or something maybe mm. like she may be on a break but maybe they've done that as a potential exit in case she doesn't come back very very strange yeah, it, it was really odd the way they lingered on that shot and the way it was written it, it felt quite final yeah i agree that was a really odd end mm. to the story yeah really strange mm. so it did make me think like oh she just had like a exit <laughs> but like really low key mm. i mean yeah. are we going to hear in two three months time that dot has died you know mm. we're just going to get that oh charlie's just oh i doubt they did i don't think they do that i think if she was going to die off screen they would wait until june brown passes away and then do a bit like what they did with frank Mm. But whether they announce in a few months that June is on a break and then she just doesn't come back, maybe. I mean, it would be one hell of a double hitter if they got rid of Dot and Dr. Leg in the same year, as in they died. Mm. So I suppose that might be why they're kind of reining it in a little bit. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I don't think there's long for Dot. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously struggling because they're mm. using stunt doubles and they can't yeah. do any location filming. Yeah. And she had about, what, six or seven months off last year. Mm. She's come back for this one Dr. Leg storyline, which they filmed last summer, most of that. Mm. And then there's these bits. Now it seems like she's left again. So, yeah, it's a bit sad. Interesting. But it was just interesting the way they ended that shot on her. Mm. Mm. And it seemed really, like, final how yeah. she was, like, saying, oh, have drinks on me and stuff. But if they are getting rid of Dot, where does that leave the Stuart storyline and Rainy well, yeah. and Stuart fighting for Dot's? affections i mean it ended with obviously Stuart, rainy and sonia talking around the table as we mentioned earlier about how they would spend the money if they had inherited it um and, and sonia wasn't you know not partied to this conversation sonia <laughs> no, was joining in too and let's funny. never forget that sonia did take someone's yeah, I know. inheritance mm. she's a killer queen she really is um so at the bar, Rainey basically says that Brannings look after Brannings because Rainey's still a Branning, don't forget. Mm. And uh, that, you know, she's going to tell Dot all about, you know, don't start thinking about counting up the money just yet. I'm going to tell Dot all about you and your meetings and how mm. you're using her. And this is the first time we've seen Stuart kind of come back out to his... Because mm. he grabs her wrist and he, like, leaves a mark as well. well he, and... he puts a puncture wound into her wrist yeah. with his nails. And he's like, don't mess with me. I, yeah. can, be... I can do a lot of things. So. Mm. It is exciting, and we. But at the same time, we also know that Rainy is quite ruthless. <laughs> she is, which is why both her and Stuart mm. would make a really interesting couple if they could work it out and maybe find an affection yeah, with one I another. Don't know, she's more. She mentally messes with people, like how she did with Donna mm. and got rid of Donna. Um, but Stuart's more physical, so there's two different sides how they're gonna fight each other. Mm. I mean, Stuart has got that mental side as well. Yeah, as it but it's not as. No, that's calculated. Um, calculated as Rainey's, no. Yeah, which is why if Rainey was to kind of be fine-tuned Stuart's plans, they would make, don't you think they would just make an interesting... I was saying, I'd rather see them as going off against each other rather than teaming up. No, I'd like them to be together, but still hate is a love, very much a love-hate relationship. And you so rarely hear or see on soaps, although I'm sure you guys are, um, listening out there will correct me and give me examples, but I can't think straight away at the moment of where there's been a couple who are like bad 
who and who are like serial killers. Do they, <laughs> you know what I mean though? They're, yeah. they, 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 they're actively together working as serial mm. killers. There's always just one individual. Yeah, one's bad and one's yeah, and like one's oblivious. Exactly. Mm. What if there was this couple who both knew they were doing it? But then there's like you lose like a motivation for them, like. What's their motivation if they're just a couple together to then go well, and money be bad? or just to the power? Yeah. Rainy likes the feeling of like she's better than someone else. Hence why she's started this targeted approach towards Stuart now. Because she feels that she although they're on equal kilns, that she feels that really she's cleaned up her act and Stuart still hasn't got to that level yet. So she's still looking down at him slightly. I don't know. It, I just think it would make an interesting, a really interesting mm. story. There's so many ways it can go, isn't mm. there? So mm. yeah. Electric. Yeah, um, look, it, as you said, it, it's one of those, it's actually now becoming a bit of appointment viewing this story. Mm, Very interesting. Um, so next up, we have a new game. <laughs> oh, yeah, we uh, may have uh, spoiled it already for you. So mm. uh, hope you guys look forward to it. So, uh, I hope you enjoy it because it may be back. Let us know. Right. You may have noticed, Alex, mm. recently yeah. that Halfway's hat has been missing from his head. I know, and I, I, it's been a big bugbear of mine. Where has that hat gone? Well, it's a big request from me, and we've actually been in touch with Halfway's hat. He's in a bit of trouble. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. He's lost. <laughs> oh, goodness me. <laughs> and really, he needs your help to find him because he's not quite he doesn't know the square that well no so he's not really sure where he is well he's only ever seen the places halfway's been to mm. being on halfway's head obviously mm. so yeah he's a bit lost and he needs your help to try and find him so um he's been in contact Ooh. What, 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 telepathically on... <laughs> not on whatsapp or no no just telepathically just, oh okay right he's um, and skill. he needs help and he, he's going to describe to you where he is right and you have to try and work out where he is in Walford. Or London. Or the world. He could be anywhere. Oh, right. So it's not exclusive to Wolford. <laughs> no, but it most likely will be Wolford. <laughs> it depends. If this takes off, if this has got legs, then it might expand out from oh, Wolford. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. So, um, you ready to meet him? Oh, yes, go on. Yeah. Let's say hello. Okay, right. This is um, here's the first thing he's sending to us. Hello. I'm Halfway's Hat, and I've been lost. Oh. Please try and find me. Oh, halfway's hat. I will. I will do my best. Halfway's hat. He sounds really upset. I know. He's quite worried. He's not. He doesn't know where he is. He hasn't got halfway. It's all gone wrong. Right. So, are you ready to hear his first clue at where he may be? Okay. Yeah. Give us clue number one. He, he's using his senses. You see. Okay. So smell, taste, touch. Right. So here we go. I can smell cigarette smoke. <laughs> Oh, my heart is my heart is bleeding <laughs> for this hat. Um, cigarette smoke. Okay, so well, obviously there's been a smoking ban, so it's unlikely to be anywhere like social in a social area like a the Vic or the cafe. Mm. So um, who smokes on the square? Dot smokes on the square. Shirley smokes on the square. Mm. Quite a few people smoke. Mm. Max and Jack smoke. Jack doesn't. Max does. Okay. Rainy has the odd cigarette when she feels like it. <laughs> Any first guesses? I'm going to guess... For maximum points? I'm going to guess that Halfway's Hat has somehow lost his way and found himself in Dot's house. Mm-hmm. I have to see. Right, we've got another clue. Okay. I can taste soap. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he eating soap? 
I can taste soap. Soap. Oh, that. Mm. And this is in Walford. This one is Walford. I is assume, it? yes. Oh. I don't know. It could be anywhere. Soap. Okay, and smoke. Soap and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, he's got one more little clue for you for his senses. He's only got three senses. What's that? Being a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, give me his last clue. I can hear machines rumbling. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, machines rumbling, soap <laughs> and cigarettes. The third clue is meant to be, so I hear from Halfway's Hat, the most obvious. So Machines rumbling. <laughs> That's made me even more confused. Um, right, well, if, I'm going to go outside of Wolford then, presuming he's outside Ooh, of Wolford. That's, that's brave. Okay, so he's inside Wolford. <laughs> Seeing as this is a podcast about EastEnders. Oh, you said it could be anywhere in the world. In Wolford, I think he is machines rumbling. He can taste soap. <laughs> machines rumbling. This is so obvious. Because I know the answer, I guess. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Everyone listening's worked it out already. He can taste soap. Cigarette smoke and I'm going to have to push you for rumbling. an answer. I wasn't going to put a time limit, but I I'm completely bamboozled. Um, let me think. Of, I must have one guess here. Machines rumbling is what's got me because <laughs> there's no machines in. Oh no, is it? What? I was going to say. Go and say it. I was going to say Mitchell Motors. Oh no, sadly it's not. Well, how do you know? Half his hat hasn't told me. <laughs> <laughs> I know because he said this. That's right. I must be in the laundrette. What? Cigarettes. Yeah, but Dot won't smoke inside. Karen does. There's soap left everywhere and there's tumble dryers rumbling. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just imagining the conversation you would have had on the phone at the time when you were talking to Halfway's Hat. So you must have guessed it when you spoke to Halfway's Hat. Mm. Hence why you now know where Halfway's yes, Hat is. Yes, that's why I'm toying with your emotions. But he's gone missing again. So would this mean that we're going to have to find halfway's hat again in the Possibly. future <laughs> we'll see what the reaction's like okay i'd be interested to know if anyone else guessed it from those cryptic clues from that woolen hat um, i think they would have on well on twitter at eastenders week get in touch with us or find our facebook group uh, just search eastenders weekly podcast yes let us know i'm sure you found where our poor little, poor little halfway's hat is so you broke his heart alex well he couldn't be that upset because he's gone missing again <laughs> well we'll just have to Try and search for Halfway's Hat another time. Well, we'll um, see how that goes down. Yeah, do get in touch, let us know. Bless him, little hat. I know, I felt so... My, <laughs> every time I heard that voice, it just flooded me with tears. <laughs> that was the object. Mm. Um, speaking of flooding with tears... We've got the emotional storyline of Jean. Oh, I know. This week. Oh, my goodness. My just horrible, isn't it, that this is happening to Jean? Mm. And she just, this has really confused and upset her. Yeah, and, yes. and she wants to just deal with it on her own. Mm. But that's not happening in the Slater house. No. I mean, there's a brilliant speech later um, in the Minute Mart where she just tells Shirley, because Shirley eavesdropped. This is the second time this week Shirley had eavesdropped onto something. <laughs> yeah. She's got a bit of an ear wiggle. Because she's known that something's not quite right with Jean, and she mm. overhears the Slater's talking in the Vic. Well, Kat and, so Kat discovers first, because she finds the letter in Jean's drawer. I don't, know mm. what she, I don't really know what she was looking for. She was looking drawer. for baby things, I think, wasn't she? Or oh, right. something, and she came across the letter. She knew it was Jean's drawer, because it had a post-it note that said <laughs> Jean on it. Yeah, it's she the room that we room. never see. It's but it's the room. dining room, and she shares yeah. it with Mo. Mm-hmm. 
imagine sharing a room. I thought Mo shared a room with with Haley. I oh. yeah, Haley. But then I did Jean give up her room and now Haley's gone, so now she's got the room back. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know, there's so much shuffling around that house. It's just yeah. you just don't know, do you? I forgot about Haley, actually. I think I think the writers have too. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. Um so But that was some great um scenes with Jesse Wallace mm. and Jean. Um they're great together when they really had good. the notes. Yeah. It just goes to show how great like Stacy, Kat and Jean are when they're mm. like working together. And they have like really decent material to work yeah. with. Because she found the letter and she finds out that Jean may have it. But Jean tried to lie and say, oh, no, I've got it all clear. But no. Well, Kat says this, none of this rings true. None mm. of this rings true. So she insists that she needs to carry on going to the clinic um, and get it checked out. Jean continues to say she will, but underneath everyone knows that she wrote. Mm. And Kat can't keep the secret to herself for much longer. So tells Stacy. I am glad that they just got it all out like in one episode oh i hate it when they keep secrets yeah because it's silly anyway when mm. people like keep illnesses secret in soaps mm, i don't know so why sad. they keep doing it but it in one episode it all came out so that's good mm. and it was quite early on in the storyline yeah. i mean we learned really this week that the reason that jean kept it a secret was because jean wanted to tackle it herself she mm. didn't want to interfere with everyone else she felt like everyone else had enough on their plate to add jean's troubles to it would be unfair which is a quite a nice selfless thing to do but at the same time stacy quite rightly said to jean that you need to survive this for your family because your family are important and they'll want you yeah. to still be here when they're growing up and it just still didn't kind of knock through to jean's no i don't head, know if she it? just doesn't want to admit it or yeah i'm not quite sure what's I don't think she can't admit well, it. She's I think just she's scared. aware. I, yeah, I think I don't know if she's even scared. I think she just feels like she's everything's always had to be controlled for her. The fact she has to take pills to have her mental state controlled for her, mm. and people always are looking after her. And she was starting to get a rhythm up that she was able to look after herself and starting to look after other people. Mm. And now and then this, this comes along and this, undoes all. Yeah, this. Yeah, this cancer has done it and taken it away from her. Mm. But we um also had once the like the secrets are out and they spoke to Jean, they were trying to like arrange appointments for her. So like I guess that control is like what she feared. Yes, like came true straight away because she overhears Kat and Stacy like discussing it in the kitchen and Stacy's mm. booking appointments for her. So I guess she the thing that she was scared of of losing her control that happened because she did lose mm. her control straight away. But then she wasn't looking after if i mean if she had looked after herself to begin with so she was making these appointments and she was seeing the doctors yeah and getting that's true they would have had to um... they wouldn't have had to do that mm. part um i mean jean doesn't like that she needs her hand held and as i was saying right at the beginning of this section at, in the minute mark when she says this to shed she says i want to be able to look after myself i want to be able to treat myself i want to be able to make my own decisions but jean can't um but she doesn't understand it but because she's been able to help I mean, she's had such a roller coaster the time she's returned. She's been able to mm. help people out, but at the same time, she's not. She just can't accept it. It's almost going back to when Jean first was introduced, when she was living with Stacy in the council estate, and she would refuse to let anyone help her. She's almost reverted back to that because of this illness, mm. and it's it's just a, it's a shame that she just can't see a way through it. No, I mean, one thing that surprised us is that the fifty thousand pounds storyline came back into play, yeah. which we thought they'd forgotten about. Mm. So Cat offers to pay for like private health care to begin with. Well, Stacey didn't want to wait a week. <laughs> No, I mean, that's NHS, NHS, yeah, blooming NHS, and more NHS bashing by EastEnders. I, yeah, I they noticed, love it. yeah. But um, then after they they go to the appointment with Jean, and Stacey goes with her, and Jean goes off to have some time on her own, and that's when 
we find out that she's packed all her things and mm. she's gone. So they're looking for her. They've reported her missing. <laughs> and the policeman's like, well, it's not been that long. Yeah. I know the policeman, I mean, stereotype policeman number one. Yeah, for rubbish. For starter. He was, well, the character, I mean, like the actor, it was just... Mm. Did they did they just put an audition like a, a an advert on like in the stage just to say we need a policeman or actor and they they literally found the most you know the most Basic. obvious one yeah it's so yeah. funny but um so she's gone missing you sort of saw her at the end and she was in a caravan so is she renting yeah <laughs> like no, a little holiday home I was trying to work it out because she's staying with Aunt Babe <laughs> what's happening well no they burnt that caravan down oh yeah mm. she might have bought a new one since. Yeah, I mean, it'd be lovely to introduce Aunt Babe, but is this is this Sean's caravan? Because no. spoiler alert, Sean is being introduced real soon. No, and um, I doubt she would. No, I think Sean doesn't. Sean come back when he hears about the news. I think no, she tells him. I think that's the story. Are I you think sure? yeah, I think she finds him, and then she okay, tells. She looked him. quite lonely in that caravan. I don't think Sean was there. Well, it was a rainy night, wasn't it? And yeah. like the. There was, there, she was watching TV. Was she watching TV? Because there was a lot of noise. Yeah, she presume... was watching TV and like eating a dinner off a tray Aww. on her own. Yeah, I don't know how long she's like going missing for or where she is or mm. how she got this caravan. I guess she's just renting one, I guess. like, like She yeah. took her money with her, didn't she, in her purse. And her... She had some money in her account from Ollie, didn't she? Like a few thousand. No, because she used that money to pay off the debt Mo. that they had for Mo. Oh, and she's not paid off. It was it the Irish lady who mm. the Irish... Yeah. I'm, yeah. She must have some money. Jean's quite sensible, isn't she? She must have a bit of money to no, rent a caravan she... for a bit. <laughs> she made a point of saying that that was her... I mean, she can't be that sensible. She threw her mobile phone in the Wolford bin as well. The Wolford Don't station want to track bin. her. She must be on her own. I mean, but that's quite a smart move if you think about it. I mean, Jean... You know, I wouldn't have thought Jean would have thought that one through. Quite so calculated. Mm. I mean, that's a, that's a calculated move, you think... That it yeah, took, she didn't want someone to follow her. Well, it took the rest of them. It took Martin a uh, prompt to remember that there's that Find My Phone app. <laughs> Kiss on the lips to Mick for that. Lucky Mick. And uh, yeah, and but, you know, Jean had already thought it through. Yeah. So, But it's a shame that this is uh, happening to Jean, um, as it's we said last week. Horrible storyline. Horrible story, but being played out brilliantly. Mm. Second, uh, a second good story. Yeah, really good. Mm. I just want to see more of it. Me so too. I hope she's not missing for too long and things happen. I don't mind a little bit of a rest from it to give it a week no. to breathe, actually, because it makes a bit more excitement and tension for when she returns. Mm. So this is one time when I'm I'm okay with that, actually. Maybe I'm she's okay. in the caravan with Hayley. Maybe that's where Hayley's gone. She's run <laughs> off. All, gone, all the slates are going missing. <laughs> Lots of free rooms now. They can rent one out. <laughs> um, so we're just going to really quickly touch upon like a tiny storyline, which was the Carters going to Australia. Yes, to Tamwa and Nancy's wedding. Yes. They got fitted into yes Pakistani gear, ready mm-hmm. for the wedding itself. Um, Shirley made a joke. Linda <laughs> overheard that joke and decided, "Yep, yeah, that's a good idea." Mm. It was very much a kind of like, "Oh, my wife likes to shop a lot. Oh, mm. she's packing too much in the suitcase." It was quite of... like old Carters, wasn't it? It was. It like was. It, it reminded you of like when they were yeah. first in it, which was nice. And it's nice to have more light-hearted stuff from them, and it mm. works quite well. But... And it's also nice that the Carters had that brief scene with Stuart as well. Uh, where they met outside the Vic before Stuart said his goodbyes to them. It was mm. nice that there was that interaction. Oh, yeah. Mick was like, he's barred halfway. Don't let him in the Vic. Callum. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Sorry, Callum. Yes. He's barred, Callum. Don't let him in the Vic. Gets in the car, drives off to the airport, and Stuart walks through the door. Yeah, he literally turns around. He walks off as if yeah. he's going. And, and Callum didn't even notice, and Tracy had to tell Callum. Mm, I know. <laughs> Bloody useless, isn't he? I know. If only Shirley was there. That's Shirley would sorted him out. Yeah. <laughs> What yeah. half wit he is. What a half wit halfway was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 
yeah, it's good that they're going away. Obviously, they're going to have a again. Mm. I think this is the Mick. Well, um, yeah, Danny dies on a break because this is when like the Panto see so many characters are gone. Mm. Well, it wasn't. He was doing nativity. Oh no, he, he went away something. when he did nativity. That's when he was in prison. So that was that break. Mm. I think this break another is break another for, play yeah. he's doing. Because like, he's in a play so many now. At yeah. once, it's mad. Mm. I think twenty characters are off screen at the moment on on break. But. I have to say that don't it's notice not them. noticeable. Mm. Not to say that the characters aren't very interesting, that you don't care that they're gone. Mm. It's more the fact that there's so many good stories actually happening yeah, it keeps now. Yeah, mind busy. It, our minds are busy. We're not really wondering where where the other characters have gone. But yes, so we've got the wedding. I'm hoping they're going to send some photos and we're going to see Tamwa maybe again in a photograph. Yeah, they could edit one, couldn't and they? And Nancy. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see that. She's on casual aging going But they're in the same photo. studio complex. Yeah. They could do it. They could just have it. Even if it's just Nancy. We, mm. we, we understand Tamworth's time. Johnny and Lee. Is Johnny and Lee going? They didn't mention them, did they? No. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But um, no, it would <laughs> nice be nice to see. Photo. Yeah. It would be really nice. Yeah. It, it would be really cool if they had a like a FaceTime with Nancy as well before they'd gone. No, that's asking too much. Okay. Okay. That's too much. She's busy working for the NHS. She is. <laughs> right. So we're just going to go on and find out who won the week. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. Yes, it's the end of the show, so we just go through our poll that we put on Twitter, Instagram and our Facebook group asking you who won the week, which story won the week this week. And the four stories we asked you were Stuart and Rainey storyline, mm-hmm. Gene and Slater, Ruby Allen Ooh. and Mitch Baker. Mm. As always, thanks for voting. So can you guess who the winner was? Who was the number one story? It's tough this week, actually. I mean, there's a couple, I'd say, which was the top. Yeah, that's why it's tough. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'll go with Jean because it's heartbreaking. Yeah, Jean did win. Um, Ooh. with over half the vote, fifty-four percent. Stu and Rainey came second with twenty-one percent. Ruby Allen came third with fifteen, and the Mitch Baker story came fourth with ten yeah, percent. We had a few comments as well on our Facebook group. Ooh. Some people had some views. Emma, oh no, how dare they? Emma Ray said, "It's funny how we were all wondering why Stuart was hanging on and how he could be redeemed." Obviously, he can't be, but this storyline has really twisted potential. Mm. I agree, Emma. I agree. Yeah, it does. Uh, Pat Hanavan has said, I was most moved by Jean's story, but I'm looking forward more to Stuart and Rainey. Interesting. Mm. Cuz has said, Stuart is a great actor and I start to feel sorry for him, but then I remind myself of what he has done. That's a good point. And Neil has said, I hate to say, but it has to be Stuart and Rainey. Good points indeed we had also one comment on twitter from at the vic is cursed saying everything was top notch enjoying the mix and especially glad that dr leg's death hasn't gone forgotten within two episodes like yeah. so many others so i agree with you there so thank you yes, very much Stephen, for your Stephen bill he was forgotten he still is and no one ever mentions him anymore <laughs> i do uh, and Abby, off. and you mention Abby every oh, five Abby. Minutes. although you don't do it as often as when you first started bring back Abby. yeah we go <laughs> Uh, just got a few comments from some people on different subjects. A lot of people are wondering if Dot is leaving, the same as us. Marcus said, I felt the same, but it would be a real big shame if she did leave. So he thought she was leaving. Lisa Firth says, we will all miss you, Dot. You'll always be the nation's grandmother. So she's saying goodbye to her already. Oh my goodness, this seems to be a census dead here. in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a few other comments. We've got one from Irish Terence who says, Jean was brilliant again tonight. She's consistently the best performer in the show. I'm not happy with where they are going with the Stuart storyline. And the Ruby storyline is taking a very strange turn. But Ikra was beautiful as always. 
She was. Very mm. beautiful. Um, and we got one correction for our Julia's Legacy last week. Oh, good. Thank you. Come on. This is from Robin Burns. And he says, last week we said that Peter got his live words wrong. Yes, on the live episode for we the 30th anniversary. We thought he said Jake instead of Max, because Jake's would plays Max. Yes. But no, he was talking about Jake is in prison, that he was talking about Jake Stone. Ah, right. Got, um, he was a character, he came back for like a surprise return, so he could be um, like a suspect. He right. was one of those. I have it. I have it in my head. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, again, Played we... Warren on Hollyoaks. It's always Hollyoaks with you, isn't it? And he died in a fire and then came back <laughs> in Hollyoaks. What, as a ghost or as no. a... No. Oh. Yeah, and he was in a relationship with Kim Marsh. Kim Marsh. In real never... life. Oh, I was going to say, he's never been in Hollyoaks. No. She's never been in Hollyoaks. Sorry, yet. just just, <laughs> just outed yeah. Kim Marsh there. Um, oh, they always let us know if we've made a mistake. We like to stay honest, so do get in touch with yeah. us if we've made a mistake. Twitter, at EastendersWeek. Instagram, at EastendersWeeklyPodcast. Email us, EastendersWeekly at gmail.com or Join our Facebook group. Just look for EastEnders Weekly Podcast. One final comment, which I think sums up the week quite nicely. At Caddy CTS Lover has said, The first signs of Kate Oates is genius. Two of the most pointless, directionless characters, Stuart and Rainey, are suddenly brought to life. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100% with that. So like, I love Stuart, but even like the past few months, I've been thinking maybe it's time for him to Oh, he was becoming go. washy. He'd yeah. become like completely lost any kind of stature or interest mm. Mm. Yeah. it's all on the up we say that every week one week we'll say it'll be on the down soon oh yeah yeah why not Can't wait anyway oh can you smell my new um my new aftershave i can through my cold i can still smell it it's <laughs> good very, very potent where, where did you get that from well i got the um i saw a bag of money in the room so i just took 50 quid but but that money doesn't belong to us it it belongs to mill mill fitchell down the road oh no not him yeah, Mill Fitchell. <laughs>